Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I'm not the imposter. Yeah, uh, we were just talking about uh, Among Us, which is uh, like a secret roles game. You're like a worker on a spaceship, and everybody gets like a list of tasks that they have to complete, uh, except one of them is an imposter, and Running around trying to kill people and sabotage it, and it's uh, it's neat. It's a fun game. Yeah, uh, I've yet to play it, but uh, everyone on the internet loves talking about this two-year-old game. Yeah, it's been out for a while, but it just got really popular during COVID lockdown for whatever reason. Yeah, so much so they canceled the sequel. Actually, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's one of those games like Spy Party that like. It's just really fun to watch other people play it. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Fine, I guess. There's a bubby. A bubby's incoming. She's making a face at me. She's holding her thing of water like she's coming for ice cubes and trying to sneak through, despite the fact that I'm clearly talking over her trying to move through the room. Now I'm watching her move through the room, and she does like the... The two hands, like, as a T-Rex, but, like, you're tiptoeing, so you're, like, crawl- like creeping through the room. <laughs> uh, you guys are idiots. I love you. It's true. Uh, so, I lost us some, some followers on Twitter this weekend. Or, like, I think it was Friday. Uh, it wasn't because oh, I... Oh, no. I, I didn't say anyway. anything. I didn't say... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I didn't say anything bad. I just said the following. I think the NHL should look in, or or if I'm Netflix, I look into uh, getting the NHL streaming rights to all games uh, for the next five years. Because you have expendable money and the NHL needs money, and therefore you can buy it from underneath NBC. And uh, no no one responded to it, uh, and apparently nobody liked that. So I just think it makes a lot of sense. Sure. People like sport. I like sports. Man, if I had any excuse to turn this into a hockey podcast, that would be it. Netflix, please acquire NHL US TV streaming rights. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, I downloaded Magic the Gathering Arena on my home computer. Oh, yeah? So now I can indulge my hobby without having to make friends or talk to anybody about it. I mean, that's COVID time, so that's acceptable. It's fun. It's a fun game. It's neat, because you do buy, like, card packs, and you can spend real-world money to unlock card packs, but you can also earn them through playing the game and winning, Uh, which I've found that uh, most people are kind of dog shit at that game, so (laughs) my win rate's been pretty high. But it also has a thing like, 
sometimes you'll open a pack or like if you open so many packs you'll get a wild card and like the wild cards have a certain rarity attached to them and you can exchange them for uh any card of that rarity so i got like a bunch of mythic wild cards and traded them for the best cards and uh made my like custom deck right away so it's uh the the wild card has the artwork card, of bitches. uh of Charlie Day screaming wild card bitches as he ejects himself from the back of a van. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Like obviously that's something they can do in the the computer version of the game that they can't do in the paper game. Right. So uh I don't know. It's cool. It adds a little extra layer of customizability so that you can like not have to spend hundreds of dollars to playtest something until like you're sure about it. Right. I mean that's something like Hearthstone kinda, did. Kind of use, yeah. You can use Arena to, to like test out your decks and stuff and play them against people before you actually spend the money on the paper cards. But yeah, yeah. I never. Uh, I know like Hearthstone tried to do a paper game, like go oh, the other way they? with it. That's a stupid that idea. They they did and it did not work at all. No, that's that's so. that's literally stupid. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. There's so much randomness with that game. You it can't po- you can't possibly make a paper game of it. They they made they designed it specifically for computers. Yeah, I need to uh I need to try to take and o- not like let it take over my life cuz I kind of uh at this point would rather like play magic than do anything any other one thing. I've been there. I need to kind of uh, make sure I make time for other stuff and don't pour all of my time into that. Although it is it is fun and it, uh, you know, it scratches the itch and gives me my uh, gambling fix and all of that. So you don't like actual gambling, but, uh, you know, uh, spending money on packs that potentially could have good things in them. Yeah, you're all about it. Well, even with the game, there's like some some products and stuff that I think are just a straight up rip off. And like if if I already know what I want to play, like I'll just buy those cards and build that deck rather than try to like open packs for it. But I do enjoy opening packs just as an activity itself, so I don't it's, it's very therapeutic. Yeah. Actually, um with a new set that just came out, I bought uh, like a, a box of boosters and I'm putting together a binder. I'm trying to get the entire set in in paper and like I have a, a binder. I'm putting them all in in, in collector number order. Uh, it's very nerdy and I don't I don't know how I'm married. So uh, thank you to my wife. You are very patient. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to talk about. Among Us is fun. Um, Magic Arena is fun. Uh, collecting things is psychologically rewarding. It's true. Uh, hey, uh, with that, let's hop into a segment. Uh, and I said hop, so we're already off to a good start. It's called What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! Well, uh, my mother and sister came up this weekend, and uh, 
hit up a bunch of shops in the town where I live and bought like an entire case of wine for some reason. So I'm having a peach wine that Vanessa has and uh it's ent- entirely too sweet, which means that I don't like it. There you go. It's okay. It just tastes like peach juice, but yeah, it's just like way way too sweet. Anytime I hear Anytime I hear weird fruit juice, I always think back to uh, Lemon of Troy, which is my favorite Simpsons episode, where uh, hmm. the the kids of Shelbyville uh, try to steal the uh, the lemon tree from Springfield. Springfield gets it back, and at the end of the episode, the Shelbyvillians are seen drinking turnip juice, which you know. <laughs> uh, as for me, I'm drinking a gin and tonic. I bought like five bottles of tonic water. Today, for $5, tonic water is uh, possibly cheaper than regular water at the store. It's kind of stupid. Actually, that's not true. I'm not thinking about it. Like, a a 24 case of water is like $4. and probably has more water than tonic water. Uh, Regardless, it's stupid cheap. It's like the best mixer for anything. Uh, And I'm drinking the Bombay Sapphire that I had. All right. Ah, uh, that's it. Well, uh, why don't we hop right into another segment uh, called Downstream, where we talk about some... Or actually, uh, let's hop into a segment called News, where we talk about the news. We'll do that first. Oh, shit, it's mail time. You were so caught up on making fun of me that you forgot what the order of the show was. Well, I don't know. It doesn't always have to go in the same order, but it's it's whatever. It is whatever. Uh, speaking of it's whatever, The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance has been canceled after one season. Uh, the timing is very strange because uh, the series just won the Emmy for Outstanding Children's Program over the weekend. show has to be so expensive to do, though. I agree. Uh, I feel like... Uh, I, I know a lot of people are upset and being like, how could you cancel an Emmy-winning win- show? And let, let's be clear, the optics on this are terrible. You, you shouldn't be canceling a show after it just won a fucking Emmy. You should have done it earlier, and then people will give you the middle finger again, but actually, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know when the proper time to cancel a show is. Regardless, uh, the show, like, I think this shows that Netflix is being hit by COVID a bit more than... We imagined. I mean, like they're killing it in terms of stock value and continually putting out programs, despite the fact that uh, nobody else really is. Like the other streaming services are putting out everything or some things every once in a while. Netflix is putting out shit like every week, like there's no issue. Uh, This shows that maybe they're, I don't say hemorrhaging cash, but they are losing more money than we think. And they're having to cut costs on high budget shows with a very low uh viewer to budget ratio uh and i feel like that's what this is yeah that makes sense i think this show would still be around if covid wasn't a problem so uh blame covid everybody so it's it's indirectly um the president's fault that's correct that that man that man that we all hate i don't care for that very much but uh Netflix has acquired another festival movie titled I Care A Lot. (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) 
the movie stars Rosamund Pike as a con artist who targets elderly people to become their legal guardians, put them in care ho- homes, and take their assets. Yeah. Man. I don't know why that uh that sentence was such a stumbling block for me, but I mean, uh halfway through you realized, oh my god, I can do this and then started scr- scribbling down notes as to remember to do this. <laughs> uh no idea when it's hitting hitting the 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 streaming service, but uh it's Rosamund Pike. Uh she's uh, played uh, to me one of the most heinous villains of the last decade in uh, <laughs> Amazing Amy and Gone Girl. So I'm looking forward to seeing her play another heinous person. Yeah, she's too good at it, and now she got typecast. So and that brings us to our next segment, and this is the part where we do downstream and talk about movie trailers. Baby, I can't control the internet. <laughs> Uh, the first movie trailer is for a movie called Cadaver. In the aftermath of a nuclear disaster, a starving family find hope in a charismatic hotel owner. Lured by the prospect of a free dinner, they discover that the evening's entertainment blurs the lines between performance and reality. Will they wind up as uh, the spectators or the spectacle? I didn't really get that from the trailer, but sure. That is correct. That is from the description of the movie on the YouTube video. Uh, and yes, I also didn't get that from the trailer. So, like, I know people are, like, creaming their pants over this. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this trailer looks fine. Like, I'll probably check this out because it's a, a horror-y type of movie. And are you a horror guy? No, uh, no, I just talk to one on a weekly basis for some reason. I don't know why I did that to myself. Hmm. <laughs> All right, speaking of horror guy shit, it's the full trailer for The Haunting of Bly Manor, the the follow-up series to The Haunting of Hill House. This trailer wasn't very good. Like it no. it's just not like well for one thing it's 2 minutes and 40 seconds. So I watched a minute and 30 of it because that's how long a trailer should be. Mm-hmm. Uh and in that minute and 30 seconds nothing happened. So I have no idea what this is about, except for there's a ghost. Yeah. Uh I think it's gonna be the theme today is I have no idea is like I don't know what this is about. Because this is I don't know what the general story is. Like The Haunting of Hill House was very much a family drama. It also happened to have ghosts. Mm. And this just seems like an out and out haunting movie or series, which is whatever, but those aren't really my bag, baby. Me neither. I don't know. I'm sure that this will be playing in my house and that I'll see at least some of it. So, Oh, uh, well, uh, spoiler alert, it's going to be our topic for Spooktacular 6? F- 5? Five? 5? Yeah. The the Spook Strikes Back, or whatever, whatever I decided to title it, after a Star Wars movie. I can't believe we've been doing this for five years, and I also can't believe that we're sticking with that naming convention. I mean, <laughs> we did it for two, and then it was like, well, we officially have a tradition now after the second year, so it's 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 the Star Wars naming convention going forward until we run out of Star Wars movies, which will be nine neither years. Of us, <laughs> neither of us really even like Star Wars. I know that's the fun. I think that's the funny part about it. It's like, oh. 
This is like, oh, oh, the Phantom Menace. Okay, that's good. Oh, Attack of the Spooks. Okay, that's Attack of the Clones. Why are they still doing all these? Okay, that's fine. Do you see someone's trying to cancel cancel the word spooky and spook? Because of racism? Because of racism. And I'm just like, I'll be goddamned if I let that happen on my watch. That's a little too... Like, yeah, I get it, but, like, that's... That's like that's like trying to have them change the Spanish word for black. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, uh, spooky means scary. Although I would support permanently changing it to spoopy. Yeah, I'm fine with spoopy. If if it was spooptacular, tacular, I'd be fine with that. I added a third C in there for some, or, or a third P in there for some reason. Next up, we have uh, a trailer of a more horrific kind. It's uh, The Cabin with Burt Kreischer. Unfortunately, he doesn't go to a cabin and murder a, a lot of his unfunny comedian friends. Instead, he just spends a weekend there or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's that one comedian that I guess doesn't wear a shirt. That's his gimmick. Netflix made him popular, and now they're trying to capitalize on that popularity by being like, yo, uh, you want to do a show where you also don't have your shirt on? And he's like, yeah, of course. I don't know what this is supposed to be, but it doesn't look good. I mean, it's a comedian uh, talking to other comedians about things, but it's not in a car, so there's no way it can be good. And they don't have coffee. Um, The next trailer is for Def U, as in university. Uh, it's a coming-of-age reality series following a tight-knit group of deaf students at... Uh, Gallaudet University, a renowned private college for the deaf and hard of hearing. Yes. When I first started watching this trailer, I thought that, like, there just wasn't any sound in the trailer. And I was like, oh, that that's, like, actually kind of on brand and clever. Uh, but then I realized that I just had the volume all the way down on my laptop. You're a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, it's a reality show about things, people doing things. Uh-huh. I don't know, people are mad at other people because they're, like, mouthing words instead of just signing. Yeah, they're gatekeeping deafness, which was yeah. something I never thought would happen. And the one girl in it's like, am I not deaf enough for you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, That's that's weird. That's not something that I would think would be a thing, but... As as though, like, people don't have enough reasons to hate on each other. Uh, you can't hang out with deaf people if you're not into the deaf culture enough. Right. It looks fine. This is a reality series where if Ashley was watching it, I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll sit down and watch a, few, a bit of this. All right. Um, the next trailer is for The Queen's Gambit. Uh, which is a limited series. Uh, it's about a girl who's good at chess. And and about how the the chess world is run by men, and therefore she can't be into chess. And we have to put down her accomplishments. And, oh, wait, she's also addicted to pills and alcohol. So, I don't know who the audience for this is, but it's not me. Uh, it's Anya Taylor-Joy fans. That's That's who. And... I like her. She was good in the Vavitch, so. Yeah, she's fine. I might check this out. Fine young actress. Yeah. 
I think I think one of the first uh, one of the top comments on the YouTube video was she's going to win an Oscar at some point. And I went, I mean, that's probably true. She's like 20, so she has like 80 more years to win an Oscar. Our last trailer is for Resident Evil Infinite Darkness based on the Capcom video game franchise. Resident uh, Evil. I don't know. The only interesting thing about this is that it seems like they animated it in like the game engine. Yes. So that's something. I was very excited by that. That made me very happy to see. It's better than Mila Jovovich. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. The Mila Jovovich. The game engine also looks nice. So, I mean, you can't really it looks fine can't really shit on it too much uh as for this it's a teaser trailer so who who the hell knows what it's actually about looks like a woman walked into a house and weird things are happening and then there there's a couple of guys yeah there's probably some zombies and a evil corporation and uh they don't do a good job of containing the zombies and there's an outbreak oh i'm sorry are you are you describing resident evil oh uh yes Yes, that's uh, that's one hundred percent true. See, I should get a writing credit on it. <laughs> um, why don't we get into quick hits and we'll talk about some things that we watched. Uh, so why don't you go first? All right, I'm gonna say. Um, actually, no, I'll get it out of the way. I watched Cuties now. Uh, disclaimer for everything I'm about to say. Uh, regardless of the intent, this movie does exploit young girls at periods of time in this movie. That said, I don't think it doesn't intentionally. I think they're trying to actually say something and have a con- start a conversation. Unfortunately, the way they started the conversation was everybody screeching at the top of their lungs about this movie. Uh, I've seen a few YouTube videos from, like, big YouTubers who, like, will find, like, heinous shit to watch in Cuties, and there are two sequences that I find deplorably bad. Like, how how, how did anybody watch this and go, this is shot correctly, you did this properly, I'm very proud of you. I'm sure they've covered those, and I'm sure those are the only things that they've they've actually pulled up is, is those kinds of scenes. Otherwise, it looks like it's 11-year-old girls who watch way too many music videos dancing to moves that they see in music videos that they don't understand the context or purpose of, uh, which sounds like regular girls. The big thing with this movie is that I think it's an indictment against parenting and how parents aren't involved enough in their kids' lives in order to be able to, you know, steer them away from doing things like I don't know, doing sexually suggestive dance moves at the age of 11 or talking to boys on like Omegle and being like, uh, I'm a I'm a f- f- 18 year old chick with big boobs. And then they show your face and you're like, they're like, oh, my God, you're like 11 or something. And then they turn it off and then you get mad. Mm-hmm. I think overall, it's a good look at being a young girl in today's day and age where you do things and no one's kind of guiding you on how you should be doing things. Now, of course, 
it it does try to use child child exploitation to uh, stop child exploitation. And I don't think that works here. I don't think you can uh, use the stones to destroy the stones <laughs> here. Uh, Thanos. <laughs> Thank you. Our main character is uh, part of a... Uh, she's an immigrant from Senegal where she comes to France. Uh, her mom and her younger brother are there. And it turns out that her dad has left her mom for another woman. And they're going to be moving to France within, like, the next month or so uh, to live with the family. So uh, he's going to have two wives under the same roof, basically. And there's this this heartbreaking scene where the mom, for whatever reason, and I don't understand this, and it's fucking bizarre and horrifying to me, but uh, a woman's like, you have to call everyone you know and basically explain to them that you're okay with this new marriage and everything's fine. And so you just sit there listening to her on the phone for three minutes, like explain the fact that her husband has left her and is marrying somebody else and how she's happy for them. And like in between that, she's like breaking down crying and it's fucking horrific. Like, I think I I watched this with Gerald and and I think both of us were equally horrified by some of the things that were going on that weren't dancing like this scene. And, uh, there was another scene where um the uh our main character is uh ha- having to prep food for her father's wedding because that's what just what she's supposed to do because uh, her religion focuses heavily still on gender roles which like this movie is trying to show the dichotomy between the two like there's extremely repressive to the point where women are only objectified as like housekeepers and baby makers and then there's the other side where it's like women are uh, glorified sex objects that just like wave themselves around on camera being like, oh, fuck me or something like that. I think that's an interesting conversation. It's just still underscored by the fact that there are two disgusting scenes that are shot in a way that shouldn't they should never have been shot in the first place. Uh, all that said, I think it's fine. It's a fine movie. Uh, and maybe part of that comes from the fact that uh, I, I felt very gross towards the latter half of the movie, but I'm giving this two and a half. Uh, I'm sure someone who can come along and, you know, disassociate more with it will be like, oh, this is a pretty good movie. Uh, can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do it, Pat. So, uh, instead, it's a, a two and a half. Okay. You're a brave man. Well, Gerald said he was watching it, and we did a Netflix party, uh, and Christiani showed up about 20 minutes in, so it was only, you know, three guys over the age of 30 watching a, a, a movie that everyone has demonized as uh, sexually exploiting women, or I'm sorry, young girls, so it wasn't weird at all. <laughs> uh, the next thing I watched is called Unknown Origins. This is a Spanish movie. Uh, because for some reason I was on a foreign movie kick. Uh, basically, the general plot is that it's a murder mystery movie. Uh, uh, we have a detective who uh, has to find a serial killer who uh, kills people through the origin stories of comic book characters. So, like, uh, one guy is in a suit of metal armor. Uh, he ripped out his heart and hooked him up to, like, this machine that keeps him living for a certain amount of time because, you know, Iron Man. Uh, he had some guy get roided out and uh, turned his skin gray to look like the original version of the Hulk. Like, the apparently the Hulk was gray. In his first few issues, before they turned him green. 
which I never knew. That was interesting. Um, it's campy. It's weird. Uh, it's enjoyable. Uh, all I can say is it's kind of like light. Like, yes, there there is some gruesomeness. Like, yes, there's murder and that kind of stuff. But like, uh, our our police, like like our main character is a police detective who just transferred. Who like, uh, is, is very you know rigid by the book. And then like you see his police captain is actually like a cosplayer, and she's kind of a nerd. And they have to recruit uh, a comic book store owner in order to help him determine, like, who, what are the major origin stories that, like, somebody could kill people with. So, it was fun. I I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't go in with, like, sky-high expectations, but, you know, uh, it, was, it was a good, fun movie. So, uh, three and a half on origin, or, I'm sorry, unknown origins. All right, cool. What did you watch? Uh, I rewatched Parasite the Maxim. Um, I finally got Vanessa into it, and we watched through the whole series in the okay. last like week and a half. Uh, it's really good. If you don't remember me talking about it before, it's uh, it's an anime show about uh, basically there's like these peep these parasites that like infect people and like eat their heads and like control their bodies and shit and try to blend in with society but like they eat people mm-hmm. so yeah and the the protagonist is a an average high schooler and he has to fight them i i kind of like this better on a second rewatch i think this is like in my top five anime shows now huh it's very very good okay did not expect that but okay uh, and that's it. All right. Uh, so with that, let's uh, cut into a quick break. And when we come back from said break, we will uh, talk about our main review topic for the week. Enola Holmes. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Justin Esquivel, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, and Dan's mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it is time to get into our main review topic for the week, Enola Holmes. All right. Enola Holmes is an adventure crime drama film, uh, which is rated PG-13. It's a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. When Enola Holmes... Sherlock's teen sister discovers her mother missing. She sets off to find her, becoming a super sleuth in her own right, as she outwits her famous brother and unravels a dangerous conspiracy around a mysterious young lord. This is directed by Harry Bradbeer and stars Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill, and uh, some other people. Uh, So what did you think of Enola Holmes? All right, everybody. You knew this was coming. If you've watched this movie, you knew this was coming. Can can I say it with you? This plays like 
a Dora the Explorer movie where our main character talks at you, at you, yeah. the viewer, throughout the entire run of the movie. <laughs> do, you, do you have any ideas? Uh, so, like, she talks throughout the, throughout the movie for, like, 45 minutes at, at the camera. And then, like, 30 minutes go by and she hasn't done it. And I'm like, okay, the movie's finally starting to be a movie on, on, on itself. Like, it's finally deciding it wants to just tell a story. Cool. But then she does that, where there's, like, a thing happening, and she turns to the camera and says, any ideas? And I about burned my house down in protest. I was so angry when that fucking happened. I, I could not have been more fucking furious at a movie. I about shut it off. Uh, otherwise, it's an adequate movie for people, uh, I guess. I don't know. If, if you're not annoyed by, uh, you know, a, a children's television show type thing where a main character speaks at you the whole time, treating you like a fucking moron, you probably had fun. So this was my experience with this movie. Uh, I watched it kind of early in the week, and a day or two ago, I was talking to my wife. My wife! And uh, I was like, man, what did, what did I watch for the show this week? And she thought for a second, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so that's what this movie is. Like, it's forgettable to the point where, like, two days later, I had no idea that I had even watched it. Yeah, that's fair. That's it's about, other than being viscerally angry at the, the speaking, the fourth wall breaking, uh, I was, I completely forgot about this movie. So this was produced by Millie Bobby Brown, uh, the world's youngest 40-year-old. <laughs> it's uh, so true. So she's, she's making her own movies now. Maybe that's why this one was dog shit, because she just went, yeah. uh, oh, so, I, I want to speak at the camera the whole time, because it's a children's movie. Okay, well, so this was, this was the immediate conversation that we had whenever I finished watching this movie. So this movie has... An aesthetic. I don't like the aesthetic of this movie, but it has one, and they try to do interesting things. I can see Millie Bobby Brown becoming somebody who crafts her filmmaking style and becomes better at it and actually makes, you know, a good career of being a professional filmmaker. But she's also like, I think that she can become good at that. But she's also going to try to force herself to have a career as an actress. And I don't think that she's as good at that. But she's going to keep making these movies and inserting herself into them. And it's we're all going to suffer for it. (laughs) Uh, To to me, and this sucks, but I think it's hard to judge if she's a good actor or not based on this movie. Because she's doing a lot of things that I hate, and it's making me aggravated with her character, and I don't know if that actually translates to her being a bad actress. Well, I don't know. She was good in Stranger Things, but that's because she wasn't talking at all. Uh, She was terrible in that Godzilla movie, and then in this, she was, like, not good. She's fine. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, to be fair to her, though, is anybody good in that Godzilla movie? <laughs> uh, the writers sure weren't. The monsters were good. 
So, like, I, I'm not going to judge her on Godzilla where no one's actually trying. I I feel like like it's not to the level of like all the kids from Harry Potter like they don't ever have to do anything again. Right. And like I don't think Stranger Things is at that level by any means, but like it's just weird to see like what role she's choosing and it like that makes me feel like she's not actually very good. Either that or she just has a terrible agent. Well, that's possible i think she's going for something that is way different than what 11 is in stranger things which is a, a very quiet character to yeah. where this Won't character stop talking yes this character doesn't shut the fuck up so i think she she needs to find that middle ground where she does talk she can show range acting yeah and she's not. Did you, did you know us. that I'm hiding from my brother Sherlock Holmes, the very famous detective? Make sure you don't tell anybody that my famous brother Sherlock Holmes is looking for me. I have a very famous brother. Perhaps yeah. you've heard of him. She fucking tells everybody. It's like that fucking Sherlock Holmes would have found her in two days and been like, "Yeah, you fucking told everybody where you were and who you were." So, uh, I think we've talked about her enough. Let's talk about the rest of the movie, even though she basically is the movie. The general message of the movie is that girls can do anything that that boys can do. Uh, we've seen this a hundred times. Uh, I'm kind of numb to this message. Like, it's a, fun, I, it, it's a, 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 yeah. a perfectly adequate message, but I'm kind of numb to it. Well, like, this also is a movie for, like, young girls, which yes. we are not. Well, sure. So. Uh, except I, I agree with that statement, except for one specific moment at like the very end of the movie, where it stops being a movie for young girls and goes into something much, much heavier that uh, wasn't handled well. Yeah, they start killing people. We w- we watch a guy uh, get his head bashed in. And, and die in front of us on screen. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Th- this is a kid's movie. And there's like a death rattle. But then you said you said at the beginning, it's a PG-13 movie. And I'm like, why is this movie PG-13? It's done nothing. And then that happens. Because it doesn't like, show the blood. Yeah. Oh, this is PG-13 because of this this specific moment that happened. Otherwise, this is a PG movie. I don't know. I find this movie very perplexing. There's a lot of good ideas, but then there's a lot of bad execution. I just just don't know if I'm comfortable with how many times I was looked directly at by Millie Bobby Brown. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Uh, What did you think of Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes? He was in the movie. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I liked him. He was he was standing there. He was standing there. Uh, we of course have the other guy who is apparently in Peaky Blinders because of course he is because he's British. Uh, he, he he was fine. There's also a a hitman who uh, tries to murder a 14 year old girl several times. Well, I guess she's 16. So not that that makes it any better, but like. Yeah, it's just full grown dude just beating this girl's ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for the good for the movie, I guess. Uh 
Yeah, he didn't pull any punches, so. Yeah. But, I don't know, I guess that's the other reason it's PG-13. Like, there was a character in the movie whose entire function was to kill children. I bet Loisos was happy. Uh, so what did you think of the mystery? The whodunit? I don't know, they take a lot of divergences from it. So it's tough to remember what's even happening with that. And I get kind of why they did. Because, like, there's a lot of things going on in the story that, like, happen. There's a lot of moving parts. But, like, it, at, at times it's like that mystery takes a, a backseat to the rest of the movie, which is, like, her trying to evade her brothers. I'm like, fine. Uh, otherwise, like, mystery's fine. Uh, I didn't expect it. Like, they, they came to a logical conclusion. And I went, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. And then they swerved you at the end, and like, oh, here's who really, here's how it really happened. I was like, okay, yeah. that's surprising. Well, like, he he was the person, like, with the most motivation to do it, so by Sherlock Holmes' mystery rules, it would be the next person adjacent to him, like, the, the closest person to the person who would benefit from it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, it's just enough of a twist to make it a twist i i guess they have to have her coming out of the shadow of her brothers and and that has to be part of the story but like i don't know this movie also rings it at two hours and i just don't feel like there's any reason for it to have been two hours uh i don't disagree a lot of this could have just been excised yeah uh, you know why it's because you're a smart man uh, I don't really know what else to say about this. I'm done, too. I, I, I hit all my notes. Uh, what would you give Enola Holmes? Two and a half. Two and a half? Uh, I'm going flat, too. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was leaning, and then like you came in hot with the two and a half for cuties, and I was like, I don't know if <laughs> I can put this below that. Not that I've seen it, but... Just felt weird. Sure. That's fair. I I'm sure people are going to hear that. And now that you've recontextualized that, it's going to make me look even worse. But Yeah, because you like cuties more than the girl empowerment movie. Right. Gee, thanks. <laughs> you, you monster. <laughs> but, in all honesty, it's kind of true. I do kind of like cuties a lot more than... Not a lot more. I do like it a bit more than Enola Holmes. Uh, you're already in the hole. Stop digging. Nah, nah. Um, I, I'm going to come out the other side. That's how this is going to work. I got to go through the Molten Core Center first, though. So, that is it. No third segment. That's correct. Uh, you you said you were going to watch Cuties, or you're like, oh man, I have to watch Cuties now. So I was like, oh, maybe that'll be the third segment. And I was wrong. That's fine. Yeah, my my mom and sister came up this weekend, and it just wouldn't have been appropriate. No, that's that's fair. I understand that. Uh, so next week on the show, we're going to be watching the first two seasons of Cobra Kai, getting used or uh, getting ready rather for uh, the third season to come out on Netflix mm -hmm. sometime. Uh, and with that, we're going to do a cautionary tale of Netflix, and Dan, I believe it's your turn to pick. Alright, so I am looking through 
the horror movie list because uh, by the time this, that episode comes out, we'll be in the middle of spooktacular season. Uh, so I, I'm trying to find something, something, something spooky. Oh damn! Too bad you already watched Winchester. Uh, oh my! Did we watch? Have we watched this yet? All right, we're going with this one. Uh, it is called "Don't Knock Twice." A recovering addict becomes her estranged daughter's only hope after the teen awakens in a terrifying child-stealing witch from. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, after the teen awakens a terrifying child-stealing witch from an urban legend. Uh, this stars Katie Sackoff, Lucy Boynton, and Richard Milan. Sounds terrible. I know, I can't wait. Katie Sackoff is the one from Battlestar Galactica, right? That is correct. Yay, I know things. Uh, tell them stuff, Dan. If you aren't listening to Caleb's wonderful, wonderful mid-roll of where to find us, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. It's very funny. Uh, it's all improvised. Actually, I don't think it's improvised at all. I think you wrote, <laughs> wrote a script out. But regardless, uh, currently going on our Patreon series at patreon.com slash netflixandswill or netflixandswill.com slash patreon uh, is the Gerald Makes Dan Watch series where we are currently up to Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, it's certainly a movie that exists that I watched. That series has been hurting me. It's been hurting how me. How much it's hurt you. It It hurts me so much because those movies are so bad. The exception of the first one. <laughs> the first one is a good movie. But after that, it's just like, train wreck, train wreck, train wreck. A- after a while, you can only have so many train wrecks, Caleb. Uh, also, over on our Patreon, you can uh, contribute to us at $5 a month and select a quarterly Netflix movie for us to watch. Uh, quarter four is coming up very soon. So patrons uh, who either A, are already subscribed to that level, or B, want to subscribe to that level, uh, hit that level up and uh, look out for the thread on our Patreon page so you can pick a movie for us to watch. Uh, The first movie that somebody, well, the first two movies that someone picks uh, should be scary, so that way we can watch some scary movies during the scary movie time. All right. Um, Thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, which starts every episode, and it's very good and very good and very fun. Very good and very good and very excellent. Uh, That's it. I hope you like the show, and we will see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.